everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Truth Podcast. My name is Nick Robinson. If you guys don't know, I'm a little bit of a podcaster here on YouTube uh, and SoundCloud and everything like that. Uh, but today, I wanted to get on another guest, uh, my boy Gnarly, a.k.a. Gnarly! What's going on? What's, What's going, going on with you, brother? What's going on, man? Chilling, man. Yeah. You know, slow motion. Living life. Living life, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Going with the motion, baby. That's lit. Bruh, I feel like, man, other than uh, seeing you, like, a couple weeks prior to this, I feel like we haven't really talked much since, like, high school and everything. Hell yeah. Man, Hell we used yeah, to man. be kicking it in uh, Miss Lang and Miss Ron- Mr. Rollins' class. Uh, man, urban was, leadership? Yes, was sir. That? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, man. That shit was lit. That shit was yeah, lit. Well, Shout out yeah, to yeah, Movement man, 515 and all that Shout out to the movement, man. Yeah. Tell me a lot about myself. No real No real cat. God, they did. God, that shit was dope. Uh, before we get into everything, uh, let the people know who is Gnarly today. How old are you? Kind of give the people that don't know you just a little bit about yourself. Oh, man. Oh, man. Gnarly. Gnarly's the movement, man. I'm the GOAT. Yes, sir. Yes, 21 sir. years old, man. I'm from Rock Island, Illinois, but I've been here for a long time, so, you know, I'm half Iowan. Yeah, it really be like that sometimes. You know, but <laughs> hey, it's cool though. I feel right at home, man. Yeah, other than this weather, I mean, it's kind of kind of terrible. Bullshit. Shout out to Debian for getting us uh, his little studio space here, but you know. <laughs> yeah, man. man. It's cool, man. It's cool. Oh yeah, for sure. You got to work with what you got, bro. You, you know, already make know, it, man. That's the best way to do capping. it. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, it is like negative, like what twenty today or something. Crazy. Yeah, and we still working. Mm-hmm. That should uh, tell y'all something. Yeah, so I mean, like, if we die like uh, of, of like cold, then just know uh, we got a documentary right here on the podcast. But it's cool. It's cool. Hey, for sure. Yes, sir. Uh, so gnarly. Uh, let's get into like the experience of what it was like for you growing up. So you're from Rockford, Illinois. Is that what you just said? Rock Island. Rock, Rock Island. Island. Rock Island. Illinois. Uh, daddy, daddy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, tell us a little bit about your experience growing up there, and then like the move over here and everything like that. Rock Island is just like I feel so welcome. It's, it's real, really home for me. Yeah. But you know, some people just be like, "Oh man, it's, it's terrible." I mean, for some, I mean, everywhere you go, you're gonna go through something. Yeah. But, you know, I come from Section Eight and shit like that, so you know, but. My mom always made it look good, so you know. Yeah. That's all that mattered, you know. We were happy. Yeah. What made you guys move over here? Um. Well, my mom. I, I live with my mom uh, and my two sisters uh, yeah. till I was like ten, and my mom was like, "You can't be around women this long. You need um, to, someone to teach you how to be a man." Mm-hmm. So my mom, you know, sent me to live with my dad. So I lived with my dad since I was ten years old. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. How have you liked the experience, like, versus your mom and your dad? Do you feel like... Oh, man. The switch was crazy. Yeah. Because, like, my dad's whole... Damn, the whole side of my dad's family live here. Really? Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, my mom's family lives in Illinois. So, Uh I really got to really get into it with my family some more because, you know... Only seen my dad, you know, on holidays and whenever he decided to come get me, you know, the summer and shit like that. Yeah. So I really got into my family, you know, 
when I really got to see how I am as like, because I got my father's last name, I'm a Crawford. I wanted to see, you know, I got to see what that was like to yeah. be really in tune with my people. You know, it was, mm -hmm. it was a cool. Like my dad, you know, he's a, he's strict as fuck. He's yeah. strict as hell. But you know, it was all for the good, really. Yeah. You know, it's all it. It made me realize what I gotta do and how yeah. I gotta move and shit. So yeah. I really appreciate my mom moving me here. My dad taking, you know, doing his job because a lot of motherfuckers out there don't do their job as fathers. Absolutely. And my dad absolutely, absolutely does that. Absolutely. I think that that's key too. Is like having a relationship with both of your parents. I think that that's something that a lot of people in like that are growing up now. I feel like the divorce rate is so high, and then mm -hmm. that like just adds into a lot of uh, just mm -hmm. bad bad things you know especially like the fathers right. typically are the ones that right. run the shit out of the stick and, and coming not. from that type of relationship you know if your parents divorce and their relationship is toxic you're probably gonna have a favorite yeah you know you're probably gonna have a favorite parent my parents don't talk no type of shit about each other even though they haven't been together in years they don't talk no type of shit about each other they're like best friends type yeah. shit and I think that's beautiful they shake too up. that's they beautiful shake up too shit, yeah. and that's like a hard thing to do cause I mean like Typically, there's a lot of animosity just between everybody after, like, a breakup like that or whatever, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, but, I mean, sometimes those relationships, it's it's too toxic to be in. Hell and yeah. it's like you Hell you yeah. have to move on. And I don't know. Hell I yeah. think that it's better for people to split up instead of, like, trying to force trying it to, to happen. Trying to force some shit. Yeah, you know? I mean, like, people, people, that's what <coughs> you do as people. If you outgrow a motherfucker, outgrow them. Don't try to force being with that motherfucker. Maybe they just don't fit what you're trying to do. Yeah. And that's fine. And yeah. that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. Don't be trying to be on no weird shit. Yeah. Well, and then I think a lot of people, you know, that are getting married now, they're, like, trying not to be a part of that statistic of divorce and everything. So they try to make it work and everything. But, you know, especially when you add kids to the mix, it's like, oh, yeah. you know, you have to make sure that your kids are okay. But then you also have to make sure their relationship's okay. And then that's, oh, yeah. it's a lot to juggle at times. You know, so yeah. that's a tough thing to balance, but, oh, yeah. you know, I think that a lot of people shouldn't be afraid of, like, splitting up with their mm -hmm. significant other, mm -hmm. like, just because it didn't work, it, it doesn't work. Sometimes it happens, you It know? happens, man, and you just gotta take that on the chin. Yeah, exactly. Shoot, that's part of life. It yeah. comes ups and downs, man. Exactly, exactly. Uh, talk about your experience, like, going to Hoover High School uh, and all that stuff. How was, was that great. experience for you? It was great. Uh, I love Hoover. I don't yeah. care. Even though I wanted to get up out of there so bad, I'm like, I love, I really love that place. It was diverse. Yeah. Diverse. Yeah. Really diverse. From every, like, country on the planet, there was somebody at Hoover. Yeah. And um, I had the same principal since I was in middle school. Miss Flesh. Word. That is my dog. Well, because you guys are connected to Meredith. Meredith. It's, it's right down the hall. Yeah. I had to go through Hoover to go home. I lived across the street from Hoover. Word. I had to go through Hoover to go home. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like, I, And everybody at Hoover, I knew my whole life. Yeah. For, I went to... Woodline, Samuelson, Meredith. I, I've known y'all my whole life, yeah. so it was, it's real life family. When you talk about Hoover, I real life mess with I real life mess with Hoover real yeah. hard. And it was great, you know. The teachers were cool. Some of them, I mean, shoot, I had a lot of some people who <laughs> the teachers people didn't like. I loved them. Really, I loved them. Why was that? Just I loved because? them. Just because you guys vibe and you guys just clicked. Just because. Them. They were real, and everybody was like, "Man, I hate." You. So I'm like, "Nah, he's just real." You, yeah. 
You suck. Like, it really is like that though. Sometimes. I mean, you know, you, know, you got to appreciate that type. Yeah. Of motherfuckers keeping it real. Yeah. Like straight up, I have a teacher, Mr. Avery, <laughs> my econ teacher. He was real. People didn't like him because people thought he was just an asshole. Yeah. He was just real, and it was funny. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, he keeps just he keeps it so real. It's hilarious. For real. I think that that's like huge being a teacher and like growing up in something like that is because that's how people really are in the world. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are assholes or keep it real with you, you know, so like when you're in high school and all your teachers are being so nice to you and it's like... They just want you about that yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, and they're being all fake nice and stuff. Yeah, come and on like, now. That's cool and all, but it's like when you actually get to the real world, it's a little bit of a different story. So Avery said know. with a serious face, I will fail you. Like, no yeah. problem. I was like, yo, chill. <laughs> I was like, yo, yo, I was like, chill, chill. Oh, wow, man. Oh, yeah, I got crazy. it, I got it. That's crazy, man. That's dope, though. Uh, and then do you feel like you had, like, a lot of... I'm good, bro. Uh, but you feel like, <laughs> you, feel like you had a, a lot of people on, um, like, your friends. Like, you feel like you still hang out with a lot of the core group of friends that you hung out with and everything in high school? Yeah, because, like, I grew up, like, my best friend... Uh, Keyshawn Coney, mm-hmm. I've known him since I was three years old, and Word. we always went to the same school. We were always going to the same school until, like, we didn't go to the same elementary school, but we lived next door to each other. Yeah. And then we, he moved, I moved, <laughs> and then we moved back at the same time. Really? <laughs> yeah, I moved it back to Illinois, he moved back to Minnesota. <laughs> we came back our sophomore year. Wow. At the same time, yes, that's insane. That's what crazy. Happens. And he said, I, "He, I said, I'm moving back to Des Moines." He said, "Me too." I said, "What?" Oh, like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, like, that's crazy. That's nuts, man. That's dope, though. That you know, that's I don't know, like having yeah, that yeah. connection with people, and then like you guys moving off and doing your own thing. Yeah, yeah. You guys I still actually end up coming I back. Like I could go eight months without talking to Keyshawn. He'll text me and be like. With your fat ass on, I'd be like nothing, just yeah. chilling, you know. Yeah. Just like my homeboy Katray and uh, Yves and you know Slim. That's Yves is young Slim. He's a hard. He's he's a cold artist too. Word word word. Yeah, young Slim. I've been my homie for a long time, long yeah. long time. Because uh, I used to come here every summer when I was little, so I got a lot of connections with people just from visiting through the summer. Yeah. And then me actually living here, I just started growing some more connections and stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm a people person. Yes, sir. Yeah, as much as I as much as I act like I'm not, I'm a people person. I, I like to connect with my yeah. friends. You know. I, I remember like, like in high school, you just like would be talking up a storm in class, you'd be making everybody laugh and shit, and I was just yeah. like, Kevion's the guy, man. He's the guy. <laughs> that shit was crazy. That was a good experience. Man, it was great. It, like, I don't know, man. I, I talk. A, I was talking a lot. I talked my ass off in class. Yeah. Like, even, I talk so much. <laughs> I, I talk so much that I had the teachers laughing. Like, I just be like, well, what, what's going on? Yeah. Like, I, mean, like, I said, I thought we was cool. Yeah. You don't have to relax, you know? Exactly, right. You well, know? then, like, I think that being in that, uh, in the urban leadership class, that just, like, not yeah. only were you funny, but you were able to be serious about mm-hmm. the topics that mm-hmm. we were talking about, like, you know, about a lot of these uh, just fucked up situations that mm-hmm. we talked about in the news and everything else, you know, that, and like, that was good to, like, be diverse in you that gotta like, like, I was serious as fuck, but, like, you gotta see, like, motherfuckers sometimes 
All right, I like a crossword. It was like some people don't take shit serious at all. Some real nonchalant, but they're too serious. I just like to meet that shit in the middle. Like, yeah. they're like, yeah, we went through some shit as black people, but we look look where we came from. Yeah. We came from the like the slums. We came from the dirt. Came from look was kings where we came from. Yeah, turned independence and we. We back at it. Like, shit, you can't knock us over. Mm -hmm. Black don't crack. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm just like, that's why I like, some, like on serious subjects, like my jokes will be related. Like it's real, like it's a joke, but it's, yeah. it's, it's a real joke. Yeah. And so it's like. Well, and then like, you know, I think that sometimes it's good to like be able to say a joke of some situations that are a little bit dark in a oh, sense, yeah. you know, oh, and yeah. to almost make light of the situation and everything like that. But uh, I feel like there are some topics, you know, that you just, you don't want to joke about. Right, like, right, you know, right. Some topics aren't, you and I can't think that joke. You just yeah. like, it's like, think, it's not funny. Yeah, I think that it's good that you know, though, like when to crack a joke and when not to crack a joke and everything like that. So. I, I like appreciated that in oh, certain yeah. situations because like we talked a lot about like women's rights and everything like that and that was more of like a unit where I just I kind of just set back because it's right. like I I'm not a woman so like I can't relate right. to everything but like I do have like a single mom so I can talk about you like, could real, situations yeah like it's like you can relate to an extent and that's mm -hmm. all that for women like Really, that's they don't even want you to like relate, they just want you to understand. Like, yeah, that's all they just want you to understand. So, just understand, don't try to like do any more but that, exactly. Don't do any more but that, exactly. They know what they're doing, just, yeah. Women yep. are a special thing, man. Special as hell, man. Can't live with them, can't live without them. It's a beautiful for real, thing. it's a beautiful thing. But, uh, I've lived with three. For yeah. two years smack I live with three my mom and my two sisters before I live with my dad yeah so like I can maneuver like I, I just mm-hmm yeah take a sip just sit my drink you right about that say you right you mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. she did what say, oh <laughs> shoot yeah you you exactly right you mm -hmm. exactly right yeah that's the biggest thing I've learned is just tell the girl that you right they're yeah. right even when they're wrong they're right yeah. uh-huh so, Javion, talk to us about life before music. How was, like, how did you get into music? Was there something that kind of led you into it? I've always loved music. Man. Yeah. My mom, was, my mom was in college when I was little. Yeah. Like, when I was, like, six, seven, maybe really? eight. She was uh, in college, and she had to take a music appreciation course. Uh -huh. I was listening to everything, bro. Really? Everything. You like country music? fucking love country music really Hell that's like yeah. the only one i can't vibe with bro because they be talking oh, about like tractors man. and shit and like oh man yeah, i'm just not really with that but it's cool my boy i don't know what my boy davis he said i wanna wrap you up wanna <laughs> bro, kiss like that your shit's crazy. Wanna make you feel wanted. Yeah. That one was crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there, there's some good country music but like a lot of it's like I don't know if I can really get with this. But. I could mess with some country music because we made it up. Yeah. We made up country music. Yeah. We well, I feel like that, that was like the only music that was like done back in the day and shit. And then it's just kind of progressed into other stuff. It was country. Then we turned it to the blues. Started. Yeah. You know, because all that, all the blues in country is a storytelling. Yeah. All they're doing is telling a story. That's what I like. 
and I like rock. I like rock music. Like for real, Panic in the Disco is hard. I like motherfucking uh, Maroon Five. Adam Levine's my yeah. Tap on my window, knock at mm. my door. I wanna make you feel beautiful. Oh, that's just hard. She was fire. Come on, I like all that shit. Yeah. I'm, and my mom, she played that. Plus, she's a huge like seventies hits fan. She yeah. like all the seventies joints. Listening to Teddy Pendergrass, all that. Word. Al Green, all that. Shit. And my dad, he's he's only forty six, but he listens to like. Bobby Blue Bland and okay. like all the blues guys. Yeah. All the blues guys, my dad messes with all the blues do. That's so crazy. And I you know, I love I love rap. I like rap, I like R and B and I like to mix them. So. Yeah. Well how do you feel like I feel like in our age group it's like people look at you as whack as like not listening to anything other than hip hop, you know? Like if you're right. playing music in the car or whatever. Right. And it's like not hip hop or it's not rap music, they're like what is this whack ass shit, you know? And like people don't have an open mind about music. They're tripping, man. Listen to that. Listen to that music. Exactly. Come on, man. dog. Like that shit's come, lit, bro. Come on, like, 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 no. listen to that. Like, listen no. to that. Listen. To I'm that like, like, man. Katy Perry. Uh, birthday. That song was hard. Word. I was like, oh, this, this going hard. Katy oh, Perry was spazzing back was in like 2010. She's probably Teenage Dream was my shit. Yup, yup. That shit was Come crazy, on now. bro. That shit Come was on crazy. now. Motherfuckers be missing out. I'm yeah. like, shit. You need to listen to that shit. I always wonder, like, why people are so, like, I don't even understand it. Like, they're just so against other music other than that. Because hip-hop's popular. That's yeah. why. And everybody's trying to ride a wave. Yeah. Just be, just like what you like. Exactly. I like what I like. Exactly. I like what I like. Yeah. Well, and then I feel like now that Des Moines kind of like growing in the music scene and everything else, like there's yeah. a lot of artists coming here in different genres. So then there's a lot of people that come out and listen and uh, just go out and see one of their favorite artists that they listen to on the low. But, you know, when it comes to like parties and everything, <clears throat> when it comes to parties and all that, it's like it's always hip hop and it's always that, you know. So that's that's kind of a tough thing to kind of get. Hell yeah. But uh, what was it like for you, like recording your first song? When was that for you? Uh, I was seventeen. And seventeen. I, and You're still in high school. Yep. And I, it was uh, it was the Cosby Kids. Word. And no, 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 no. I was seventeen, and it was Oh My. That was my first thing, and then I uh, dropped the Cosby Kids right after, and I recorded both of those at uh at Shaka Davis's house. Word. Yeah, I recorded at Shaka. Shaka, Shaka. I recorded at his house. Well, and then like... Shout out Shaka, man. You guys had like a lot of people in the music scene at Hoover, didn't you? And then like at the North, at North High School too, like uh, those alums were... Yeah, there was, uh, there was me, Gnarly. It was, uh, you know, me, myself, Gnarly. Uh, you had TC, Kid, Young Slim. Uh, who else came out of who were Colo Chanel? Yup. Shout out to Colo too. Colo Chanel. You got um Hmm. Who else came out of there? Shoot. Uh Javon. Javon. Mommy Hendrix. Mm-hmm. He's out of Hoover too. Where the honor roll, man. Shout out honor roll. Honor roll. You know. Uh, you know. Slim, of course. Yeah. 
Because that was like the core group was like a lot of the honor roll. Honor roll, yeah. And then it was, it was literally me and honor roll. Yeah. Out of, out of Hoover and Colo. Yeah. That shit's crazy. Did you guys like hang out a lot in high school and then you guys like bounce ideas off of each other in music or did you like really hang out with them a lot in high school or anything? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we literally all kicked it together. We all kicked it together. Hell yeah. Or do you feel like you were inspired by them to like get into the music and stuff? Uh, yeah, because I was just, I was just, I was just, I literally just had two songs out, and my yeah. just kept telling me, like, you need more shit out, yeah. you need more shit, and then, like, the next song I dropped after that was my senior year, and it was, I just wanna, just keep going, keep yeah, making music. yeah, I just wanna form, what a form, <laughs> hey, hey. yeah, yeah, that yeah. shit's lit, bro, that's yeah. lit, uh, how long have you been, into the music scene like so like 10th grade or you said 11th grade right yep like around there yep and then were you like was that i was writing way before that though or because you were were you into like poetry and stuff before that right hell yeah i was writing hella poems hell yeah yeah so you feel like that was easily like transferable into music hell yep oh yep because that's all music is to me is poetry with uh with sound yeah you know, and that it sounds poetry in itself. So it's just yeah, I, I believe that shit intertwines most definitely. Yeah, because I feel like if you learn how to write poetry, then you know that's like a key thing, mm-hmm. especially getting into songwriting. Mm-hmm. It's around mm-hmm. the same shit. It's just you know you gotta put it to a beat or right. whatever it is. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a beautiful thing about poetry. That's I think a lot that of it's that. awesome that like you have that background too. So that makes Hell it a yeah. lot easier for you. Uh, what do you feel like is your greatest accomplishment that you've had in life so far? Um, I got signed, you know. Word, word. Hey, uh, man, shout out playing game. You already know what's yes, fucking going on, man. Yes, playing sir. game shit or recordings, man. Yes, sir. You know, I got signed this shit. Shout out my manager, SBZ. You know, he, uh, you know, he, he, uh, he been doing his job, you know, yeah. so it really, it all worked out. Yeah. So. How do you feel like... Uh, what do you feel like is so different about getting signed? Do you feel like it's just like that sense of, you know, you're like official in this sense? Is that? that it gives me that it? sense of like, it really gives me more confidence because it really mm-hmm. just gives me that sense of like, this is it. Like, you said it would happen and it happened. So yeah. I really got to put that work in now. Now that I'm signed to the plane and shit, you know, this shit, this shit forever, man. I ain't going nowhere else. Yeah, man. that's beautiful. I'm at home, man. So that's awesome. I'm gonna just uh, I'm gonna do my thing. Yeah, it's gonna pay off. It's already been it's already been paying off. So why not? I just gotta put in more work if I want more shit out of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. How do you feel like? Uh, what do you? What's like your opinion on like the music scene like right now? With like a lot of the rappers and what uh, well, and stuff. the music scene is. You feel like it's always evolving? Or do you feel it's like- always evolving, mm-hmm. but I want, I, I'm, I'm really, like, curious about its evolution. Yeah. Because, like... You feel like the past, like, probably three, maybe four years, it's been, like, about that mumble rap stuff? It's been about this... It's been about that, and it's been about, like... It's, it's like, it's starting to, like be flooded with it being about clout instead of being uh-huh. about like talent yeah it's 
about being hard. Motherfuckers, everybody has their own reasons on why they want to make it, you know. Yeah. But how they're doing it, some of them shouldn't be doing it this way. I'm gonna keep it whole solid. Yeah. Because like. You shouldn't be in it for clout. It shouldn't be. It should be because you love. It should be. This is because you love this shit, uh-huh. man. For real. Like, that do you wake up and think about only this? Like, yeah. that's that's what that's what real like. That's real hunger, bro. That's all I think about. Mm-hmm. I wake up and think about my next hit and what's gonna put me on. What's gonna put me yeah. on? You know. That's what I be thinking about. I don't be thinking about no, no like other shit. Like, like I literally dropped out of college. I'm not playing sports no more. Mm-hmm. I want to rap. That's all I want to do. Yeah. You feel me? Cause and that's all I do. I, that's all I do. You feel me? Yeah. Well, no, I think that that's like the biggest thing too. Is you fully invested yourself into yeah. this because you want it to become a reality, and it is going to become a reality for you, and it already has. Because I mean, you've already been signed. Yeah. Like. So I feel like a lot of people they're almost afraid to like take that step of like making this your number one priority because they're yeah. worried about like money or whatever. And else. they're worried about it like not happening. See, that's the yeah. see that's why you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, you should have it in your mind like this is this is it for me. Yeah. This is it for me. Like, I mean, I'm sure I could do. I know I can do other things because you know I'm I'm a I'm a intelligent individual. You yeah. Know? But I know what I want to do for the rest of my life, and this is what I'm gonna do. I want to make music. Absolutely. I want to make music, and I know it's gonna pay off because I'm talented. I don't give a damn. I know it. You know, and other people know it too, even though they don't want to admit it. Yeah. Well, I think that that's that's the biggest thing too is believing in yourself and what you can do and what what the world can like give back to you if you just believe in yourself. Right. So. Most definitely. Cause that's huge that's huge it's that self-belief and that self mm-hmm. that self-love that you can get back to yourself and right. others right. around you as well so right. that's awesome uh where do you where did your love for music stem from was it from your mom basically like showing you all that stuff or where do you feel like it was, it, it was pretty much just my mom and me like wanted to hear it on my own like i i literally just go through I, my mom would just have hella CDs yeah. and like we hella CDs like from literally from Angie Stone to motherfucking Ice Cube to Jay-Z to goddamn Maroon 5 to Justin Timberlake the variety was fucking crazy and That's I wanted awesome. to hear them all I wanted to hear them all and I yeah. did and I loved every single thing I played yeah. my mom has beautiful taste in music my dad he has great taste in music, and you know. So it's been like embedded into your DNA. Pretty much, point. and growing, growing up, to, growing up, going to church with my grandmother. You know, mm-hmm. I always, you know, I listen to some gospel music. You know. Yeah. I mean, I ain't, I ain't a Christian. I, yeah. Alhamdulillah, that's shit. But you know, that's that's it's beautiful. That music's beautiful. You know, when you can sing about your faith and shit. Yeah. And that shit's beautiful. Awesome. I, I love that shit. Yeah. Do you feel like uh, you try to take a lot of the different music that you've heard in the different genres and try to like add that into your music and into your flow? Uh, most definitely. Like, I'm not going to lie, and neither should anybody else, because mm-hmm. everybody's influenced by something, you know? Yeah. And I'm influenced by a lot of things, so I try to, I use those influences and make it my own, you yeah. feel me? 
by mix I like to mix stuff and make stuff sound like different like using my voice as an instrument you mm -hmm. know and I always try to use those influences to take me to the to the next step like how can I like how can I do this my way yeah type shit you mm -hmm. know when I hear that so like you know without trying to copy you know but you can hear yeah. you can be like oh like you can hear the influence but uh -huh. you can't like say like yeah he sound like you know yeah well and I feel like that's like what a lot of people don't understand is that there's a big difference between inspiration and copying somebody like that's something that people don't really understand is that you know you can take something that you've seen in somebody else's artwork or in life or whatever it is and then you can make it into something totally new and totally different Hell yeah so you know i feel like people need to like not be afraid of letting people know who their inspirations are you know i think mm -hmm. that that's like the mm -hmm. biggest thing but uh so like getting into the inspiration things is there any like person or uh like who or what that kind of like inspires you to do what you do like i'll say like just trying to better everybody in my circle situation you know mm -hmm. knowing that i have this talent that is looking the way it's looking like yeah. <coughs> I feel like I should really just, you know, really grind for them. Like my mother, my father, my siblings, you know, 1400 AR. You know, I, I feel like I owe it to them because, you know, who would I be without my people? You mm -hmm. feel me? Yeah. Well, then that's your core group, you know, that mm -hmm. has backed you with everything that you've ever done. So, you know, that's like the biggest thing that anybody can do is just give back to the people that have always supported you, you know? Yeah, man. That's yeah, man. Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out the fam, you know, shout out the family, man. Shout out my mom, my pops. Yes, sir. Shout out yes, my siblings. Shout out fourteen hundred, man. Shout yes, out Narrow sir. World. You already know what the fuck going on. Yes, sir. Yes. Shout sir. out the Plain Gang. Plain Gang. Yeah, man. Shoot. And shout out to Six Mile Nitty, man. He really saw some talent in me. Yeah. You know, and my manager, SBZ, he saw talent in me too. So I really appreciate those two yeah. for uh, putting out, putting all that work in they do for for me. Yes, that's, that's awesome. love. That's awesome, really. Uh, what do you tell me about like some of the future plans that you have or anything like that? Is there <coughs> some music in the works that we can? Yeah, man. Um, I got a couple. I got like four or five projects coming out. Word. For real. Uh, I got No Hook Gnarly. You right. know, I got my Broken Blue Heart. That shit's coming out soon. Yeah. I got Inside My Head. I got Gnarly Jug coming out with Tavo. I got, <laughs> shout out Jug. You already Jugs. know what the fuck going on. It's Jug. It's Jugs. Yeah, man. Shout out 6-4. Uh, Me and him got some shit in the works, you know. Word. Hell uh, yeah. We got we to gotta take on uh, Nerd Nintendo on the way. You already know what the fuck going on. Yeah. Hell uh, yeah. We got some, got some, got some, got some, I, some oh, shit. Oh, I got some shit coming out with my, with my AR brother, Montego, coming out soon. Word. For sure. So, That's yeah. dope, man. That's dope. All right. Are you trying to like do more performances and stuff this year? Oh, I would love to do more performances, yeah. more shows, man, more yeah. shows. Yeah, yeah. Because you've done probably what like six in the past year. Probably maybe six, you know. Yeah. But you know what I don't do on stage, I just make up in the booth. So, yeah. You know exactly, right? Yeah. Well, and I feel like 
last year you like practically headlined uh what was it fam jam right uh was that last year that was yeah. a year before last year before, year last. before last yep damn when well, i uh, opened up for raven lanay yeah, that shit was crazy, bro. That shit was yeah, dope. Yeah, that was, was beautiful, dope. man. That was great. Great That's experience. Awesome, the crowd the crowd was beautiful. Bro, you had that crowd jumping. That <laughs> crazy. Much love, bro. That shit was crazy. Was That's awesome, awesome, man. And then did you perform at Fam Jam last year, too? Nah. Uh, who performed? Uh, uh, Juice, LSD, Goddamn, yeah. and uh, Shaka. Yeah. yeah, they went crazy last year. No cats. They went crazy. That's dope. That's dope. They, went, they went stupid. Yeah, what's like your uh, <clears throat> what's like one venue that you love to play at? Uh, Vaud, I like uh, Vaudeville is always like home. Yeah. And I, I always I, I've always I perform there a bunch of times, but uh, Valair it's a different vibe. Yeah, it's a, it's a different vibe when you perform at Valair. Yeah, and Woolies is hard too. I like performing at Woolies. Yeah, but. My my favorite venue is always gonna be the Fan Champ stage. Yeah, that's always gonna be my favorite venue. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Uh, getting into some of the closing questions here for you. Uh, I need the headline this year, Bruh. I need the headline Fan Jam this year. Get on that, please. Talk to Lang and Rolo. Yo, that. I need y'all. Let them know. Let them my know. people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let them know. Let them know. Shoot. Uh, so getting into some of the closing questions here for you though, uh, what is one thing that you have to do in life? I have to, I just have to change the people around me. I have to change their lives because yeah. they changed mine in more ways than one. So I have to put my mom in this fat crib. I have to get my dad season tickets to the Cowboys. Yeah. I gotta, you know, I gotta take care of my people, man. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like I'm put here to do, yeah. and this is how I'm gonna do it. That's beautiful. That's man. one. That's all I gotta do. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. It's awesome that like you're family oriented and just wanting to take care of the people around you and everything. Oh uh, yeah, like hell that's yeah. awesome. Uh, so this is the last question that I ask everybody on the podcast. Uh, so I want you to imagine that I have a copy of the New York Times written right here. Okay. For sure. It's written from 10 years from now, mm-hmm. and there's a cover page, and it's a picture of you, and there's an article written about you. Mm-hmm. What is written in this article, and what is this a picture of? Oh, man. It's a loaded question. Let us sit in and let it marinate all that shit. One or two things. Either I made Forbes mm-hmm. at a young age. Just doing what I do. Forbes 30 under 30. Uh, yep. And I have a successful AAU football team. Word. Uh, Word. Yeah. You try to get like your sons into that shit. Yeah, and all yeah. That. Uh, football or hooping. Yeah. Uh, yep. What you gonna call that? Shoot. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It'll come to you. It'll, It'll come. come to you. It'll come. Call it like the gnarly league or some shit. Oh, yeah. That should be cracking. That should be cracking. That's awesome, brother. That's awesome. Uh, Is there anything else you want to say to the people or anything? Just stay tuned, man. I got a lot of stuff on the way, man. A lot of of hard ass shit coming your way, man. You know, shout out 1400, man. Shout out AR. You already know what the fuck going on, man. Shout out Narrow World, man. You already know. Shout out Kato Lane. You already know what the fuck going on, man. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. 
Gnarly, where can everybody find you on social media, all that stuff? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at GnarlyJevyTV. Twitter, GnarlyJevy, man, you already know. Goddamn SoundCloud, GnarlyJevy. You can look me up on all streaming platforms. Blue Hearts in the Dark Room out now. Corner Stories out now. You already know what the fuck going on. Yes, sir. Straight to the yes, bank. Sir. You already know a whole lot of gang shit, man. Yes, sir. Marley, appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, my boy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today's episode. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in today and uh, listening to Gnarly's story. He's a dope dude, man. And uh, I would advise everybody to check out his music because his shit is popping and it is. He is up this year. Gnarly! Shout out, yeah, shout yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, my boy. Uh, Everybody, thank you guys for tuning in today. My name is Nick Robinson. This has been another episode of the Truth Podcast. The gnarliest Gnarly are out. The gnarliest podcast in the game today. It is. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. We're out. Peace.